0: Welcome to the M&I Market News Podcast. Uh, I'm Greg Quinn in Ottawa. With me today is Dan Kelly, President of the Canadian Federation of Independent Business. Uh, the CFIB has almost 100,000 members. Uh, its influence was on display a week ago when Dan attended an announcement with the uh, Finance Minister, Christian Freeland, I believe. Uh, the government moved to address a major business priority, a, a reduction in credit card fees. So, uh, Dan, uh, welcome to the podcast. It's good to be with you. Uh, let, let's jump into it. On, on the economy, uh, inflation has been a very big issue for, for Canadians as consumers, and especially, I think, for entrepreneurs. Um, the, the consumer price index is still rising at a pace of around 4%. That's double what the uh, Bank of Canada's target for inflation is. And it's been elevated for a long time now in Canada as it has been in, uh, across the world. How has inflation made life more difficult for your member businesses, and how are they faring in in passing on the the higher costs they're facing?
1: Yeah, look, it is a tough scenario. Uh, remember, uh, during the pandemic, uh, economists were predicting that we would be experiencing these boom times coming out of the out of, out of the pandemic, where businesses would be just flush with cash from all the consumers that crawled out of their basements after uh, months of lockdowns, you know, to the extent that that happened, it sure didn't help a lot of small and medium-sized businesses. Sadly, even at this late stage, only about half of small businesses are saying that their sales are back to pre-pandemic levels, back to 2019 levels. So that's, they're way off that. Most businesses have also uh, had to take on debt over the course of the pandemic to the tune of about $105,000 each. And then even those businesses whose sales are back to normal are dealing with a, a huge challenge towards profitability because of the inflationary pressures uh, that you just spoke of. Uh, so that's affecting all firms. Uh, those that are not making normal sales, they're, they're struggling still with higher costs. And those with normal or better sales, they're struggling to make a profit because their, sale, their, their costs have gone up much faster uh, than their incomes have. Uh, So businesses are challenged by inflationary pressure because it's on every single line in their budget. There is virtually nothing that is coming down or being stable. Uh, Insurance costs are way up. Uh, Costs of labor, of course, sky high uh, if you're able to find it. Uh, The cost of all your input costs, they're going up. Costs of taxation uh, have have risen as well. So businesses are really struggling under the weight of inflationary pressures that, that, that we've seen. Um, and are unlike what we have had in, in previous years. That doesn't sound to me
0: like you're saying that there's a prospect of inflation getting back to normal anytime soon if businesses haven't even kind of restored normal profitability.
1: You know, it, it's interesting. We just released uh, very recently our, our latest monthly business barometer at CFIB. We measure our members' expectations for both three months and for the next year. And and things are, are still sluggish for sure, but there is an uptick in optimism in the long-term range. So, in the 12-month horizon, businesses are seeing some light at the end of the tunnel. We're not predicting recessionary times right now, based on on what the data is showing. Uh, so, so you know, there are there are some glimpses of of the future, uh, a positive future ahead of us. But gosh, still lots of heavy slogging right now, and businesses are deeply struggling. Uh, the debt issue is a big one for a lot of businesses, and this is certainly something from an advocacy perspective we've been very focused on too. Um,
0: as as you know, interest rates have have climbed a lot uh, over the last year or so. How how is that changing the the picture for firms who have, as as you say, have taken on more more debt?
1: You know, uh, the, uh, I suppose the positive has been that uh, much of that debt is in the form of a, a, a government-backed uh, uh, no-interest loan uh, the, the, that was issued at the start of the pandemic. These are the Canada Emergency Business Account, or SIBA loans, that the government issued. They're either forty dollars or $60,000, two different versions of them. Uh, most businesses, 900,000 businesses, have one of these loans. There's no interest, and a chunk of it is forgivable if you repay the loan by the end of this year. What worries us is that most businesses have not repaid a single dollar of, of this loan. It has to be done by the end of 2023. And if not, you lose the forgivable portion and you start getting 5% interest tacked on the other end. Uh, so this is a concern. And then businesses, of course, have private lending, uh, borrowing that they've had to take on. And this is not good debt. This is not debt that they've taken on to expand their business Let's put up a second location, buy a new piece of equipment. This is debt that they've had to take on just to keep the lights on over the course of the past couple of years. So it is really worrisome. It's the reason why we're very focused on the government giving more time to repay these CBA loans. We think that that would be a a really helpful measure. We have a petition on CFIB's website right now urging the federal government to allow another year or two for businesses to repay these interest-free loans.
0: I have seen Minister Freeland um, say that the time for pandemic supports is un- unwinding, but she's she's also, you know, made comments about needing to be be generous, I think, at other times. She's s- shown some goodwill, but you're correct. I haven't seen her move on this. W- what can be done here? You do want a time yeah. extension, but I haven't seen the government suggest that they're prepared to move here, so...
1: Well, time is running out. Really, on a practical level, this has to be done uh, in the first half of 2023, and we're running out of the first half of 2023 uh, we need those message those messages to go out now because business owners are having to make decisions about how they're going to or whether they will repay their SIBA loans. I don't think the door is entirely closed. And there's a lot of members of parliament that are sympathetic to this of all political stripes. We've been working with all of them to uh, put pressure on the government to, to make a change. Um, and to be fair, the government did, as you acknowledged a moment ago, work with us on a on a, another uh, positive, uh, a reduction in credit card processing fees for small merchants. So they have moved, and they did, in fact, even on SIBA buy it buy an additional year uh, at you know because these loans were set to expire at the end of twenty twenty two. So I I am optimistic that we can get this across the finish line, but it's going to take a lot of pressure from business owners. With with the stories of what this was, is going to uh, what's going to happen uh, if in fact this uh, these loans are not repaid and, and and the stories are not great we're getting calls members business owners are getting calls every day right now from from companies offering giant like new loans to businesses at huge rates of interest in order that they can pay off their SIBA loan so take a loan to repay another loan in order to keep the forgivable component and gosh that's not a recipe for success, but, but maybe something that desperate businesses do.
0: You mentioned your, your monthly barometer report, which is a very, very timely and and thorough survey. Uh, and I did, I, I did see that as, as you mentioned, some of the sentiment figures have picked up. Um, you may have also seen that some of Canada's big banks or private economists have been saying for a while that Canada's bound to have a recession this year. Um, some of that might be be global some of it might be higher interest rates but it's been a it's been a persistent theme in that community what is it that you're picking up in cfib that sentiment is actually getting getting better at a, at a time when as i said some people think we're on the the verge of some kind of recession
1: yeah it's 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 very interesting because often the signals that that big companies get are different from that of of what we call the main street economy uh, and there aren't a lot of great measures of what's happening in the main street economy in small medium sized firms in retail hospitality the service sector again some of these sectors of course were the hardest hit by the pandemic by pandemic related restrictions but but we are seeing that the longer term confidence is 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 bouncing up a tiny bit among these businesses it has been flatlined through the whole pandemic and in the recovery phase that we're in right now uh, but longer term business owners are expressing a bit more confidence uh for, for their future uh i you know but small businesses are no better predictors of what's going to happen to world markets or to the canadian economy as a whole uh as, as anyone would be they're 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 not great at it but they can generally speaking have a pretty good feel of what's going to happen to their own business and those collective measurements of what's going to happen to small and medium sized companies that that we found actually tracks fairly closely to to what 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 ends up happening with gdp uh so there is some good news uh that we may be able to you know there's no question that we're in some sort of slowdown but it, but but it may mean that canada avoids uh any kind of uh, any kind of recession and and that's what we're expecting right now uh, and sure hoping will happen speaking of
0: of good signs you mentioned earlier struggles to find labor that the, the job market is certainly quite robust right now that uh, that can be painful for companies that, that can't find the workers they want, but i I did wonder since we've spoken about inflation about what this might mean for wage pressures because your barometer index also asks a wage question. What do you see going on with wage pressures in the job market right now?
1: well our, our barometer has shown that uh, that wage wage increases of expectations for small businesses and increasing the wages they pay their employees. They are still way higher than is normal they're They're above three percent. I think it was three point two in our most recent barometer three point 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 two percent annual increases uh that's down a touch it was It was higher than that. It's come down a few times over the last number of months, so wage increases are still above normal levels, but they aren't quite as high as they were several months ago where businesses were having to scrape together every dollar to to pump into wages. Look, a typical story I'm hearing from restaurant owners, for example, you know, pre-pandemic, they might have needed 10 workers. Now they only need five workers because the business is slower, uh, but they can only find two workers. <laughs> and, and I think that's the challenge. And 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 so the affordability of staff is is a big issue for businesses. They're they're struggling to find out, new, you know, to find new ways of, of building a labor force. We put out other data recently that showed that, that a lot of the slack is being picked up by the business owner, him or herself, their family members. Uh, we, we put out a report called the eight-day work week, which uh, many small businesses feel that they are doing themselves. Uh, you know, not just running the business, but also serving the customer directly behind the counter or the grill. I mean, it is, this is hard for business owners, and it's really taking a toll on them. Uh, there are a lot of exhausted business owners after months of the pandemic uh, and then moving into this incredibly challenging labor labor market, business owners are feeling like they're operating on fumes these days. And so, there there has been no real slowdown in the labor market, uh, even though the economy has been has been kind of flat. And that's what's keeping that's what's you know from a public policy perspective very interesting because some of the traditional ways that you would address things are 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 not on given the nature of the uh, economic challenges we're facing today.
0: Do you have an example of, of how firms are trying to reach out and get workers in the ease times? And, and maybe yeah. if if there's not one clear there, I wonder if we could talk a bit about the, the big uptick in immigration and how, yeah. how that is changing the dynamics um, for businesses generally.
1: There's kind of three things businesses are doing to, to address labour market shortages that are working. Like there's lots and lots of things that are being tried and experimented with. But our data that we've collected on the shortage of labour, what's working for businesses to address it, One, of course, is automation, and you certainly see that smaller and smaller businesses are automating more processes to try to lighten the the requirement for for people uh, in many instances. This could be automated checkouts or or other examples like that. Uh, Second, of course, is immigration policy, is using the immigration system. Years ago, a small business would never have considered directly sourcing labor from outside of Canada. Large companies did, but small businesses dealt, you know, hired certainly new immigrants, but they were immigrants that are already in Canada and eligible to work. Now, more and more businesses are directly sourcing labor from overseas, either using the permanent immigration system or the temporary foreign worker program, which has become a bit of a bigger deal again, once, once again. Um, the federal government, I will say, has made some really positive changes over recent days to allow more strategic use of, of, uh, of labor from overseas in Canada, really good decisions like allowing uh foreign students to to uh to work more hours uh than was the case uh under the restrictions that were in place in the past and that's really paid off a lot of businesses are finding great success with that it's not an easy process an expensive one for sure uh but can be profound um uh, and then third uh, you know providing more flexibility to existing workers is another area in which they're you know requiring Uh, employers are required to to play ball now um and and that obviously is something that employees are expecting so that might mean hybrid work environments it might mean more flexibility with respect to working hours or vacations or things like that Um, and these are some of the practices smart employers are taking on none of them perfect but but all of them together uh, helping businesses cope some
0: some of our readers are, are quite focused on um Fiscal and monetary policy, and I, I guess one thing that uh, your group may have noticed is, is, the government last fall said at the end of their their forecast we could balance the budget, and then this time that has disappeared. Is that a point of irritation for business owners, or does it signal anything about where the economy or the government is going in managing the economy?
1: Yeah, big worries on on the overall uh, fiscal measures, uh, and and you're quite right. It was it, there were there was a lot of. Uh, positive momentum when government was acknowledging in the fall economic statement that there was that the balance budgets were actually an important thing uh, and that there was a pathway for Canada to get back to balance that seemed to have been ditched as you noted in the 2023 spring budget um, and and it's not clear why um, other than spending uh, you know as far as the eye can see on on everything and anything and that's what worries us it's it's been a challenging period of time, and look, I, I I take my own share of responsibility in this. I you know during the course of the pandemic was Canada's leading advocate for business subsidization right. uh, with hugely expensive programs like wage subsidies and rent subsidies and loan programs to try to get businesses through the pandemic. That was very uh, abnormal for us. I didn't take I didn't relish the, <laughs> the that role that I played uh, for about two straight years. Um, and in fact, uh, you know, witnessed by my discussions of SEBA, I'm still playing to a degree today. But that was an extraordinary measure where the ca- government of Canada needed to open the, the fiscal wallets to be able to spend to, to help businesses that were shut down by government law. They were required to close their doors, essentially having their business, their their ability to earn an income expropriated from them. But in normal economic times, business subsidization is stupid. Uh, and makes no sense. And and governments, uh, business owners realize that today's deficits are tomorrow's taxes. So if we just rack up deficits forever, uh, we're never going to get ahead of this. And a larger share of our of our tax revenue is going to go to service the debt rather than provide any of this the the needed needed programs or or any of the needed tax reductions that that really will help our economy grow. Um. um...
0: Sim- similar, to this uh, you know the, the Bank of Canada has been very vocal. It's, it's raised interest rates a lot, which has grabbed a lot of attention. And, and then they've said maybe we need to do a bit more if inflation doesn't come down. But at the same time, other people have spoken this year about how it it, it might help the, uh, you know the economy keep moving forward if if they lowered interest rates. Do you, what what would be more helpful for for business here? Is is there a helpful path with interest rates that would be better for a small business?
1: Look, I I think businesses are enduring the higher interest rates with the hope that it will be successful and leads to uh, getting inflation back under control. That's that, you know, both both things are uh, are this this is painful either way, either letting inflation run rampant uh, 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 without without the without jacking up interest rates further or seeing the inflation rustled under control through higher interest rates that do punish uh, businesses and business investment along the way. So this, you know, this is picking your poison here. It's, it's, it's not fun. Uh, we're hoping that we can get on the other side of this soon, but yeah, both, both, both sides, you know, really are kicking the, the, the entrepreneur in this country. And, and we need to get, we need to get back to to normal times. Governments unfortunately are making this worse rather than better uh, through spending, which we just did. We just spoke about spending, you know, hither and yon across uh, almost all budget lines. Secondly, uh, there have been lots of tax increases as well. I mean, the carbon tax increase alone is causing infl- its share of inflationary pressure. We just saw that. And we're in and and carbon taxes increases are also, you know, expected to be huge in the years ahead. We saw EI premiums and CPP premiums go up this year um, and, and plan for another round of, uh, you know, there's another small round happening next. So, we are we are troubled by by many of the fiscal levers that are being pulled right now. They're not necessarily going in the right direction, um, and and we need to make sure that uh, that we get get all of this under control and behind us uh, to, to to really get the economy firing. Uh, there is some optimism out there, and I don't want to lose sight of that, uh, but that could that could be very fleeting if we're not careful.
0: In these times, there are a lot of things going on, and we've we've come out of a difficult time with COVID. So I I do feel like I I like to end on a positive note. When when you look ahead over the next year or so, in in do you see a trend in the economy or among your membership that gives you optimism? You think things are turning in a good direction?
1: Well, look, I've worked for twenty nine years now with and for small business owners, and. The, the good news is, is that uh, they wouldn't be small business owners if they weren't naturally optimistic people who have a lot of confidence and and are able to bob and weave as they've done uh, and proven over the course of the past few years. So I still have great confidence in the ability of Canadian entrepreneurs to, to weather even severe economic storms and, and get to the other side for the most part. But this one's tough. Uh, this has been a really, I mean, certainly the most challenging period that I've ever experienced uh, in in leading a group of small business owners. uh, And they're they're tired and and frustrated and and recognizing that governments are not providing complete support. So our our lobbying effort is, is, is super critical right now on major, major files like labor policy, tax policy, regulatory policy, and and there's been a few pieces that are going in the right direction, but many many that are going the opposite. And uh, and we need to get our our act together as a nation. Decide whether we're we're wanting to focus on the economy or uh, continue to focus just on redistribution schemes, of which the carbon tax appears to be a, a big one. So lots 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 and lots left to come. Uh,
0: well, I th- I think that's a good place to wrap it up. Uh, this has been the MNI Market News podcast. Um... If you have feedback, you can reach me at greg.quinn at marketnews.com. If you like the show, tell a friend. Uh, Hope to be with you again soon. And thank you, Dan, for being my guest.
1: Anytime at all.